It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time! <laughs> all the excuses, all the left tackles that are out, all the uh, the running back of uh, this generation and all generations, too much of an idiot to realize what's happening to his season, and he's not going to be a part of this thing either, and blah, 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 blah. I'm tired of hearing of it. I am so pumped to just see this team get steamrolled and just like another cockroach squashed and we're moving on because all I care about is the Rams. That's right, Dallas. This game doesn't even really mean anything to me uh, as far as like where this Eagles season is going to go. It doesn't because I already know it's a win. We can just chalk it up to that and we're moving on. It is BGN Radio right here with John Barcher, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gout, and all hanging out with you until 3 o'clock. James, it's... Uh it feels good to be uh, that the Eagles are this good and Dallas is that bad. Dude, uh, I, I've heard a lot of, of tentativeness this week. A lot of, you know, oh, can't look past the Cowboys. The Eagles are going to steamroll. Just did. They're Just going did. to steamroll the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow. Uh, John, I have two words for you, and I think it's the most important two words that will be said on this radio station all weekend long. Dallas sucks. <laughs> Absolutely. 888-729-9494. BLG in with us uh, as well. Uh, there's nothing much more to say other than that. I mean, the, the theme of it is, what, what, what is it that you hate about the Cowboys fans, Brad? Uh, what I hate about Cowboys fans, there's not a list long enough, I think, <laughs> that we can make. We to, don't have enough time in our two we're hours. We're going to try, though. Which is why we need people to call in. I, I think it's just the the fraudulent delusion the we're the best and you know i'm i'm a real fan and you're actually a cowboys fan from maryland you've no association with dallas whatsoever you like them just because they win it's a fraudulent fan base it's a delusional fan base and really philadelphia fans should be offended by that especially because i don't think there's a more genuine and passionate fan base than philly i think that's a big aspect of the eagles cowboys rivalry and probably one that doesn't get enough attention. 
Yeah, and every year I think it's a nice reminder of like what is and what is not acceptable to be a Cowboys fan. Uh, And this is from Where Is Ben Rivera, who uh, compiles this almost every year. Uh, And he says, I can't believe I have to do this, but here we are. Acceptable reasons to be a Cowboys fan. One, you're from Dallas. Fair. Unacceptable. They're America's team, bro. I like the star. My dad liked Roger Stahlbeck. My neighbor once met Jay Novacek, and he was really nice to her. The Eagles weren't good when I was a kid, and uh, Chris Benyol was the my uncle. Bonyol. Bonyol. I don't even care. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, but it's there is always a laundry list of excuses when it comes to Cowboys fandom, and that's why I just it 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 riles me up all the time. So I want your best. Why you hate Dallas fans specifically? You can you know chime in on why you hate the Cowboys in general too. But the fans are it's it's the driving force of why I think the rivalry continues to be what it is. We always kind of have that discussion too, right? Like, oh, why why aren't people like you know hate the Giants more? Regionally, it makes a lot more sense. It's because the fan base is so annoying. Giants fans aren't that annoying. Like you you get into fights with them all here and there, you get by it. They're like they're your stepbrother. Talk to Washington fans. They're annoying. I'm not. Yeah. And they, and they kind of live in that Cowboys past a little bit, too. But you just get past it. and You're like, all right. I mean, they're not totally they're They're a little more self-aware of what's going on. Dallas is just a delusional. Play. I don't know if it's what they're putting in the water around here or maybe in Los Angeles, California, because that's where most of the Cowboys fans are. Or if your name's Frank and you're hanging out here in South Philly for some reason. I'm talking to you too. Like I just don't. I don't. It, it's that's why I hate Dallas. That's why I will always continue to think that this is the biggest rivalry. John, you don't have to say the Giants fans are are less annoying. Washington's fans less annoying. All fans are less annoying than Dallas <laughs> Cowboy fans. It's just a truth. It is a fact of life. They are cockroaches. And you hit on the biggest reason, John. It's because you know Eagles fans. We're from Philadelphia. You know, or our parents are from Philadelphia or whatever. You don't just say, hey. I'm going to pick an Eagles. I'm going to be the Eagles fan. The Cowboys fans do that, and they do it for no reason other than, oh, they were good when I was growing up, or like you said, they're America's team, or blah, 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 blah. It's like, <laughs> we get it. Like, you are a front runner. Just say it. You want to root for the yeah. you know, cool team or whatever it is. And uh, that is what makes them so infuriating because there's no, it's like Brandon said, it's fraudulent. It's not true, real fandom. You're not living and dying with your team like we do. You're not bleeding green, as it were, with your team like we do. Uh, it's just, you know, it, it, it's fraudulent. It's very clearly fraudulent. And as a result, they become even more annoying than they already are. And when you live here in Philadelphia or you are familiar with the city, you're a 4 for 4 guy or girl. You root for all, you root for the Eagles, root for the Phillies, root for the Flyers, root for the Sixers. You look at the stadiums, they're all in one place. It's this big community, it's this big, you know, the sports kind of overlap. And Dallas fans, that's not a thing. It's not a thing. Dallas fans, Cowboys fans, like the Lakers. Yankees Yankees. and the Lakers. That is the holy trinity. Occasionally see some Penguins fans that get thrown in there too. Yeah, well, people don't care about hockey enough, sadly, but I would say the holy trinity of, you know, a-hole fans is Cowboys, Lakers, Yankees, and they're always those three. Yeah, you agree? The, and like the, the hot college it's a football team. Yes, yeah. the and Duke. Or yeah. sometimes yes. Kentucky Ohio or State. whatever. Yes. It's, yeah. yeah, and that's where it gets really into, like, well, I root for the player type of fans, too, oh, which I also God. can't stand. Well, I, I go wherever LeBron goes, or I ever go where, you know. 
the main week. It's like nobody's nobody says that about football a lot of the time. It's because you're just you're you're an annoying human being. That's what it is. You're I, a fraud. I, I still haven't figured out the psychology because I heard Glenn talking about it. And I'm so proud of him that as a parent that you know there was a, a friend of his, of his sons that came over and he didn't have Nintendo and he's a Cowboys fan. He threw him out. He that's, should. It's exactly what you should be doing. It's parenting. That's yeah. what it comes back to. Exactly. Honestly, like if you are from Philadelphia and you're an Eagles fan and your child is a Cowboys fan, that's like borderline like you know child services needs to be called. <laughs> that's how it much should, of a bad parenting thing this is. You should put it on the docket at least, you know. <laughs> make it get ruled into it. 888-729-9494. It's BGN Radio. We're here with you until three o'clock. Let's go to Jordan in the Northeast. Jordan, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Uh, good. How are you? Fantastic, my friend. What's on your mind today? Uh, Cowboys fans. I hate them. <laughs> You're damn well, now, right. Why, what is it specifically? Uh, well, we, me, my family has a theory that Cowboys fans from Philadelphia hate their dad. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell, tell me more. My, my ears are perfect. Uh, I mean, how could, you, how could you like the Cowboys around this area if you don't have a vendetta against your dad? I mean, he's got to be an Eagles fan. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's that's just it, right? So, like, you just want to be that that guy in the uh, in the family that goes against whatever they're they're so, kind of rooting for. It's a whole I kind of get that whole Oedipal thing going on there. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the delusional. They make excuses. I can't wait to see what happens Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, uh, and Jordan, what are you feeling about this game? I know we're having fun just ripping everybody, but like, I the the entire week I have tried to find something logical that is. Uh, uh, in favor of Dallas in some form of this game, and I can't find it. Can you find anything? No, I cannot. There, there, there's only one thing, and it's not uh, uh, related to the actual players on the field. Bill Vinovich is literally the only thing Dallas has going for them. <laughs> I'm serious. One in si- what is it? One in six in games yeah. that he's yeah. wrapped of Eagles games. Seven and three in Cowboys games. Like you know, I'm not saying anything's fixed or anything like that. Obviously, well, but, Cowboys fans, but are but already. I do think that I mean, like, if you're going to worry about something, and I am not, I think the Eagles will steamroll. I think they're a better team. I think they could beat the refs and the Cowboys. We've already seen them do that multiple times this season. Yeah, uh, but I think if you're going to worry about something, worry about Bill Benjamin. And the thing that I can't get more excited about, and I think I don't think it's been talked about enough this week. I'm going to just lay it down here. All right, I'm I'm I'm, I'm calling my shot. J H I, one fifty. Two touchdowns. Oh, man. Like what? Like, there's no Sean Lee. No oh, 200 yards? Uh, not quite 200. You want a fun, fun Sean be Lee surprised. stat for uh, that, that supports oh, your I'm theory ready. here? So with Sean Lee on the field, the Cowboys defense is allowing 3.5 yards per carry. Without him on the field, 5.5. I'd say that's a big difference. It's a mon- That's an insane difference. A big difference. And that, you just compile that. And yes, I know there's... Uh, BLG, we talked about this a, a little bit in the car right over here, too. Like, we are trying to find any little thing to be scared of this football game because for some reason people are feeling overconfident and that somehow leads to the team being overconfident or whatever. Alshon Jeffrey is a perfect example this week. So he's not on the practice, uh, you know, injury report or anything like that. And then all of a sudden Thursday pops up, limited, Friday limited. Now he's been questionable. Seems like he's still going to go. But that's when everybody started to go, see, uh, here here you go. This is why you don't feel good about the football game. Like Alshon Jeffrey is the only thing that they have going for them right now. I didn't understand the reaction to that. It's so ridiculous when we get to a point where people are saying, there's just too many things going well for the Eagles. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so that's a bad thing? Like, So you have all these positives lined up, and all of a sudden, well, there's too many positives. That means it's actually bad. No, it doesn't make sense. Stop being like that. What does this team need to prove to you at this point. It's not like there's some kind of fluky thing going on. This isn't Nick Foles. This isn't 
in 2014 where the Eagles are scoring defensive touchdowns and special teams touchdowns mm-hmm. at some like historically unlikely rate. This is a legitimately good team. You should feel good about the Eagles going into Dallas. I get it's a divisional game. There's there are a couple things in this game that I think, you know, the Cowboys like that's something I would watch. It's not something I'm majorly concerned about. For example, Dak's mobility, that's something to watch in this game. That's something I'm sure they can work with, but it's not to the point where, oh, they're going to beat the Eagles. No, you should feel confident about the Eagles. And if something did happen and the Eagles didn't win, it wouldn't be because everyone's feeling too confident about it. There's nothing to do with how the team performs on the field. It's okay to feel good about them. And if they lose, then we'll talk. Um, we'll all be here to rip them on Monday morning, but it won't be, that won't be the reason they lost. I was literally about to say, VLG took my point. It th- as much as we love to think that we have some sort of cosmic control over things, we have nothing to do with this football team. They're going to go out and win or lose based on what they do and nothing about what we say or how confident we are or anything. Let's go to Steve in uh, South Philly. Steve, what's going on, bud? How are you? Yo, Steve. Oh, he dropped out of there. Let's go to Simon in Center City real quick. What's up, Simon? Hey, guys. So, you know, there's a lot of ghosts, a lot of history of Dallas Eagles games past. You know, lots of history. Mm-hmm. I remember we destroyed them uh, with Clyde Simmons and Reggie White and Jerome Brown. Uh, it was a young Aikman. I think we, you know, sacked them seven times, eight times, 11 times maybe. Yep, it was 11. And you know, we should have gone to the Super Bowl that year, and a lot of ghosts. You know, now, I love what, you know, when, when a few minutes ago you say we really have nothing to fear. Come on. The guy that fears me, the, I'm scared of the most, is Des Bryant. Think so? Even up by six with two seconds left at midfield at the end of the game. Because the Hail Mary, we historically, the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, have difficulty one on one with big receivers. Simon, and you got you got Darby right now. You I'm going to allay your fears. Des- I'm going to allay your fears. Please, please help me out here. Des Bryant isn't good anymore. He's oh, not. Yeah, Des Bryant is not. Oh, he cannot create oh separation. He cannot create separation. He is not the same player he used to be. Don't don't Witten? be scared what of about Des. Short, the guy short-handed. Yeah, Witten. well, oh, sure. Witten's Witten. Witten's Witten. Always. Simon, Simon, here's my here's my next question. How are they going to get the ball to Des Bryant? Because I'm pretty uh, a rolling sh- out quarterback, a guy <laughs> that can roll out. He's like Franz Harkinson. He's like you know. Yeah, but but Atlanta, Atlanta, who's not a great defense, just torched their backup left tackle, and they're they're bringing another backup left tackle to go against. Uh, the I mean, arguably the, the the best defensive line in the league. You know, it just it, it, I just don't think it's a you know you can't you don't don't write the nine and one yet. That's all I'm saying. You can't. Unfortunately. We really can't write the nine and one. The other thing that bothers me, and you know, Brett Favre has done it. You know, all the great quarterbacks, where you have the defense, the linebacker lying in wait, hidden, and he doesn't see him. You know, like you have a certain scheme. Luckily, that, that linebacker well, is yeah, not that's playing it, yeah, this he's, week. He's out. That's Sean out. And that's that's what, such a massive loss I, for their defense. I think Simon is is th- that's what I'm saying. So you can't just like be into sure nothing's guaranteed. Of course We're not. not saying anything's guaranteed. I just find it so incredibly hard to be like, oh yeah, because of well, Des Bryant could suddenly be his old self, or they could have this weird defensive scheme that the Eagles have never seen before. I think that we are working ourselves up because we haven't seen 
Eagles football in now, what are we going on? Almost two weeks. Two weeks here. Yeah. So we're seeing people talk about the Saints. We're seeing people talk about the Vikings. And, you know, the Eagles are kind of taking a semi backseat here, which means that, like, we're, it gives us too much time to think. And I think that's what's happening here. So uh, let's go to Tom in Abington. Tom, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, fellas. What's up? Great show as usual. Uh, Jimmy could attest to my hate of Cowboys oh, and Tom, Cowboys fans. I can, I can back Tommy up on this one. <laughs> okay, so it is so deep-seated with me. I'm 43, and I, as I come across people in the area, it's a deal-breaker for me. I can't even be their friend. I have no friends that are Cowboys fans. <laughs> I love you, Tom. I've broken up with girls if I found out they were Cowboys fans, and thank God none of my family happens to be a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I mean, so, new, I mean, what would you do if you did find out? Like, uh, you know, it's like somebody kind of like committing a murder almost. You're like, oh my God, what a, what am I what am I supposed <laughs> to do with this guy? They're out. They're out. <laughs> so I have no fear being about a Cowboys this fan is the same thing as committing yeah, murder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true. Forty forty three to sixteen. Book it. 40, Have a good day, 43 to 16. I love it. Love, love it. it. Thank you very much. Also, our good friend Brian Coulter uh, chiming in of just why why it is that it, it, the Dallas franchise and he hates it so much. For me, it's just been recent years of just blindly defending like very bad people. Greg Hardy, Zeke's now thrown it's in true the mix. Too. Doesn't make point. sense from a sports yeah. or humanity standpoint. It's, yeah. a, it's a great point. We yeah. we don't get on Jerry Jones enough. We get on Jerry Jones a lot, but we don't get on him enough for just the. You know, not caring what people are like off the field at all, like having no like moral threshold whatsoever. But then whining about it afterwards, like exactly. you didn't know it was going to come and exactly. happen. Exactly. What did you think was going to happen when you drafted all these players that have a weed problem? And that I mean, that's not really a well, character flaw, but like. What do you think's going to happen? Yes. Well, the best part is the <laughs> one guy who actually didn't do something is the lucky whitehead. It turned out he didn't yeah. do it. Is the one guy they actually cut. It's Amazing like, to on, me, man. Because they were trying to. Because that all happened, right? I mean, yep. Everybody forgets the off season. There was like arrest, 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 thing, thing, thing. And Lucky White had the only guy that like <laughs> was actually innocent. Yeah, it's like I didn't do that at all. But they wanted to cut him anyway, so they're like, yeah, okay, this is a perfect opportunity to do that, and you know, cost somebody a job. That's really cool. Uh, Walt in Wilmington, what's going on, buddy? How are you? How are you guys doing today? It's a pleasure to talk to you for the first time. Thank you, Walt. We appreciate hearing from you. I wake up every morning reading your work. Oh, thank oh, wow. you, thank you, Walt. Yeah, uh, you guys and Eagles Blitz, first thing after I check my emails, 5 awesome. o'clock nice. every morning. Awesome. Love it. Hey, I want to call and talk about how big a fraud every single Dallas Cowboy fan is, including those from Texas. Ooh, we get like together. There's, there's a group of us to get together. We have been for the uh, last oh, five or six years maybe, and we watch NFL football every Sunday. Two of them are from Dallas. They're the only ones I give a pass to, but they're still frauds. The, every every Eagles fan, my granddaughter at two years old knows the Eagles fight song, right? Mm-hmm. Every Eagles fan can sing it from front to back. They can sing it in their sleep. Did you know that Dallas Cowboys have a fight song? No, really? really? I had no idea that they did. Yeah, that's my challenge. Anybody that proclaims to be a Dallas Cowboy fan, I say sing their fight song for it. That's a great line. None of them can do it. None of them even knew they had it. I have it here. Would you like we have a fight song? Oh, yeah. Really? yeah they, she laid on me, I'm, Walt. I'm, yeah. I'm, right, I'm, I'm going to write a fan post and, and send it in. Maybe you guys awesome. can Oh, we'd love to. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. And, I, and I'll stop for a little bit of commentary along the way here. Yes. Okay, Dallas Cowboys fight song. Go Dallas Cowboys. Go Cowboy team. We're here to cheer your, cheer you on your way with a great big yippee-i-a. Show them Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Show them Dallas Cowboys. You're really booming on the beam. 
Now, what the heck is booming on the beam? Booming I have no on idea. the beam! Yeah! Yeah! It's a balancing on a balance beam, clearly. Jeez, well, we yeah. appreciate the call, buddy. We're just right up against that the break here. But call. like, yeah, call, keep, the, keep them coming because I just want to get a little more fired up. And, you know, it's a Sunday night football game. I'm going to feel the juice. I want to feel your juice, too. 888 phrasing. 888 It's BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. I see people come up to our tent before a game and actually have three and four-year-old children who know four or five or six words. And two of those words taught by dad are Dallas sucks. That is one of the best NFL film things they ever put together. By far. And I think, what was it? It was from the, they, they compiled like two DVDs too, right? After the 2004 season. I still think I have that uh, in the uh, the duel there because it, it gave you the entire history of it. Angela did a great job on it. Yeah. And that's why we're here today because Dallas indeed sucks, man. And I just like, I, it's, I, there hasn't been football in two weeks either in Philadelphia. And that's the other part of it too. It's just like, I, I need to feed the beast here. You can't just go eight and one and then take a break. You know, it's just like, oh my God. Please, please feed, feed, feed uh, the the masses here, and that's uh, that's basically what we're doing today. It's BGN Radio, John Barcher, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gouton, all hanging out with you until three o'clock. Uh, it's so interesting too, and I know we've we've talked about this a lot, but it's just from all the things that have happened in the past week with seeing the the rise of the Sixers and Joel Embiid creating an NBA historical night for us to watch, and thinking about Sam Hinkie and that whole progress there. Then I start to think about. This Eagles team, where it was last year with Dallas and how we kept thinking, and a lot of people just kept saying, wow, this Eagles team is just so far away from this Cowboys team. They have everything going for them. And in literally eight months, that has changed. It is flipped. Like, we are here talking about Carson Wentz being an MVP, taking it to these guys, and acting like this is an e- this is barely a matchup this week. How did that happen so quickly? Uh, how, did, like, how, did, how are we here? How did we get here? It's the question of the year. And I think, look, we've talked about this kind of like in, in broader strokes a little bit here and there. But I mean, I think the first and foremost, it's Carson Wentz. It's the fact that, you know, the jump that guy has taken from year one to year two and from game one to game, you know, about to be 10 of the season. What that guy has done just in that period of time has really elevated, I think, the entire team talked about a lot about quarterbacks that make everyone better. I mean, he's that guy. Uh, but I think on top of that, like Doug Peterson, you know, we obviously I've eaten a lot of crow on that. Like he's a good NFL head coach and he has his guys prepared to play and he knows how to scheme. It's just everything. I think it's just, you know, they put the right group of guys together and they have the right head coach. And most importantly, you have a franchise top five mm-hmm. in the NFL quarterback. There are three reasons. I, as I wrote, as I outlined in a post on bleedinggreennation.com that you can check out, there are three reasons why the Eagles have responded to adversity, which, look, adversity happens. That's part of what's going on with this Cowboys team. But it happens to everyone, and it happens maybe not every single year, but it happens a lot of years. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to deal with suspensions or injuries. These things pop up. They're not the, It's not an aberration that this is happening to the Cowboys. You look at this Cowboys team, they're missing key players at left tackle middle linebacker, running back, and even kicker. Guess what? So are the Eagles. So how are the Eagles overcoming it? Number one, you said it there, James, it is the quarterback. I think when we talk about Carson Wentz versus Dak Prescott, you can say they're both good or whatever you want to say, which I don't fully agree with, (laughs) but because I think there's a different level of good. I think Carson Wentz at his best, which he's playing at right now, 
is playing at an MVP level where he can elevate the team. I don't think Dak Prescott can do that. And this is the test of that. He's without Ezekiel Elliott, who makes that offense run. That is their identity. And you're seeing the results, and it hasn't been great. He's not able to overcome some of those things that are going wrong there. And again, that's not like you can't just say, oh, his left tackle is out. Well, that's going to happen in the NFL. You're going to be dealt bad circumstances. I also think coaching is a big factor in that. You look at James is saying, again, this Eagles team is well coached. The players who are coming in for those starters are well prepared. And then you have to give credit to Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas mm-hmm. building this team with depth. That is one of the most fraudulent things about the Cowboys, not just the fan base, the team. They're all flash, no substance. It's all about mm-hmm. stars. Absolutely. They don't have quality depth. And that's where you kind of, it's also the thing that annoys me about Dallas fans. Alfred Morris suddenly is the the greatest thing since light spread. Cole Bleasley is going to be fine as a number one wide receiver when Des is out. Like on and on and on. Then the depth becomes the star because the stars are so like in front of you. And the, and that, that's what I'm saying. Guys like that. Guys like Des. As Simon pointed out, you know, they're overrated. They are. They're good football players. But once you get in that cog and you start like matching them up and trying to cherry pick every single number of, hey, this guy reminds me of Tom Brady or this guy reminds me of whatever. Des Bryant's the same as Antonio Brown or all this stuff. It's just not it's it's not there. It never is. No, it never is. And 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 also like not to diminish, like in terms of just this Dallas team that we are seeing on Sunday, I mean like while the Eagles have been amazing at dealing with adversity, this Dallas team has not so far. And they are literally missing three of their four best players on Sunday. I mean, their four best players are Dak, who will be there, and then Ezekiel Elliott, Tyron Smith, and Sean Lee. Those are the four best players on their football team. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story. And yeah. three are out. Yeah, and it and it just uh, it's such a difference in it. And that's the thing too. I mean, we have to admit as Eagles fans, Eagles got lucky too. A little, just a little bit, because everything worked out. I mean, Doug Peterson wasn't their first choice for head coach. <laughs> I mean, that is luck. Yeah. Uh, I see something that it's uh, a little interesting. I'm going to go to Mike in Newcastle. Mike, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, man, as a Cowboy fan, I don't see. I, oh, I see oh, hold on, hold on. Mike, Mike, wait, 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 wait. Yes, You're yes, a Cowboy yes, fan. Yes. Okay. What do you think okay. is going to happen on Sunday? I think I will get It doesn't matter what you think, Mike. <laughs> see you oh. later. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. I don't, I don't care. Like, how, 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 how did you grow up in Philadelphia and be like, hey, don't rip the Cowboys. I'm going to rip the Cowboys at any point in time. Yes. Ah. Ah. Dallas sucks. Dallas sucks. Dallas. Yeah, we don't have time for that, but we do have time for Ken in Seattle. Ken, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing fantastic. Hey, first off, Dallas sucks. Thanks for getting that guy off the air. (laughs) Dallas does suck. Yeah. There'll be times. He can come on Monday morning if he wants to, just not Saturday afternoon while we're on. He'll have his time. He'll have his time. Not now. (laughs) Hey, but thanks for letting me on the show. I'm a huge fan out here on the West Coast. Biggest Eagles fan you guys will ever meet if you do come out here. Looking forward to seeing you guys when we're in Seattle in a couple weeks. You got it, man. But, man, I, I am hyped up for this game tomorrow night. I am just so stoked. You know, there's so many different narratives that we're looking at here, you know, from the Dak versus Wentz, from last year's revenge, from just closing out the division. And like you were saying, John, all arrows are just pointing towards the Eagles. And I'm just so freaking jacked that we just could throw it. And people are, you know, there's a lot of tweets out there about, oh, well, don't get overconfident. You know, what goes up must come down. Have you seen this team play? They just put 50 points on the best defense in football. They don't care. They don't care about the narrative. They have a chip on their shoulder, and it's massive. And they're bringing that to Dallas tomorrow night. And I guarantee this defensive line, this defense, Carson Wentz, 
they know what's at stake, and they're going to bring their A game. I am just so stoked to watch it happen, man. I just, you know, it, it's going to be exciting. Well, that's, <laughs> and, those yeah, are the type absolutely. of callers we want. That's Ken. why we're talking so about talk Ken. About. And it start Ken. It starts from the top down with that stuff too. I mean, when you're, it's I, I can't remember who wrote the article, so if somebody can uh, remind me at any point, just let me know. But I mean, Carson Wentz gets in there. Five o'clock in the morning, four four fifty in the morning. Watching oh. tape, watch the tape, watch the tape. He's so exhausted by the time it gets to Friday. <laughs> it's got to take massive naps just to make up for all the sleep he's that he's that lost because he's preparing. He, he is, is the that actual guy. cliche of first guy there, last sleeve. Like that's him. Nelson Aguilar oh. working up a sweat like <laughs> like Roy Holiday did in in the clubhouse. He is there at four thirty in the morning. Five. These guys are working their ass off because they know it's at stake, and that's what's great about Absolutely. this team, Ken. Absolutely. And you guys saw that picture of him on his off day last week. And what was he doing on Sunday? He wasn't on a beach in Miami. He was in the field hunting. That's what I want from my quarterback. That, that kind of stuff gets me jacked up. But the other side of this thing, you know, and just not to kind of go into it too much, but last year they just threw Dak Prescott in their face. And that's what I don't think it's talked about enough when we try to give him criticism. Is You took this fourth-round pick and you told him he was better than Wentz. You told the Eagles and all these other teams, oh, you guys are fools for passing on him. Well, are we? You know, well, yeah. Are, and also, we, they passed right? on him three yeah. times. It's not like they Thanks took him within him. the first round. I mean, enough with that. Yeah, and it's and they oh, got lucky to, to what we're saying about even if they did and they got that quarterback, a franchise quarterback in the fourth round. Which he, uh, listen, he still could potentially could be. He's a good I like quarterback. Prescott. I think he's good. You guys are wrong. They well, <laughs> they failed so much to build the rest of the team around him yep. because you got that gift. You got that gift of like, oh wow, we went from an undrafted quarterback that gave us ten years until his back went out, and he went to CBS to Dak Prescott, fourth rounder. Oh my God, he looks good in the preseason. Oh my God, oh my God, we're thirteen to three, and then they botched the entire process. Throughout, how does your defense still rely on Sean Lee to this day? How do you keep continuing to pick players that don't pan out? That and that's the, uh, that's why when I look at Howie Roseman and whatever, who we've been very critical of in the past, I don't want to hear about all oh, you guys are just a bunch of Roseman fanboys or whatever. When you can recoup all the basically all the things that you got in a franchise quarterback who is clearly better than Dak Prescott at this point in their careers then I don't know what else there is to say. You know, maybe, like, maybe don't have your owner be your GM. I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's, it's a it, crazy thought. Is Derek Barnett working out better than Taco Charlton? Well, I well, think so. Well, calm down, guys. <laughs> calm down, because Jerry Jones was 2015 executive of the year. <laughs> Congratulations. Probably had the pizza boy go and fight that battle, too. Get him in there. Let's go to Ace in New Jersey. Ace, what's going on, pal? Hey, what's going on, guys? I just wanted to say uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, all I do is work and drive seven days a week, so I'm listening all day now. We appreciate that, Ace. Thanks, thanks Ace. man. But uh, I just wanted to say a few, uh, couple things here. One, uh, I don't know if we're watching the same NFL as all these Cowgirls fans. Are we watching the same football here, guys? Probably not. Are we watching the same NFL? I, I, not, I mean, like, it's... Well, a, they don't watch anyone but Dallas, I believe, so... Maybe it's from decades ago, because they're obviously not watching the se- the regular season in 2017. I, it's like, I want to paint a, a picture in you guys' head real quick, all right? Picture the bases are loaded, right? Mm-hmm. And Doug Peterson got this bet, this huge bet, and Carson Wentz is all over it. And you think a girl, right? A girl, I didn't even say guy, a girl with a skirt, with a star on her chest, with a broken leg and a broken arm, is going to strike us out? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The heck of an analogy right there. For this game. Yeah. They're yeah. taking out Carson Wentz in the fourth 
like they usually do. They pull him out, sit down, young fella, drink yourself a Gatorade while all these cowgirls are just sitting there moping around. I lo- love it. <laughs> Some Nick Foles in the fourth quarter action, baby. Yeah. Time to bring him in. Uh, everybody else grabs the Snickers and you roll on. Uh, to the Chicago Bears as they come come out. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, also rolling on, ladies and gentlemen, it is a special edition of the NFC Least. That is coming up next. It's BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. The greatest, the greatest sounding football theme song in the country. By far. Is that one. And every time I hear that, I just, I, the, you know, I just get fired up. I want to run through a wall like Brian Dawkins every time I hear this. Gives and it's even feels. better. Like the Sunday night football against the Cowboys. Like, I, I, I needed to start almost immediately. But what we will start right now is the NFC least. The follies, the screwballs, and the screw-ups. It's BGN Radio's NFC least on Sports Radio 94 WIP. All right, Johnny. So normally, we go around the NFC least. We take a look at all the teams and, and you know our thing, but whenever we're playing one of the teams in the least, it's all about them, Johnny! What's going on in Dallas? Oh boy, I got a laundry list full of things. <laughs> Let me just start with, your two most recognizable fans are Chris Christie and Skip Bayless. <laughs> I wouldn't feed Dak Prescott's pregame meal to a rat or Cole Beasley because they're the same damn thing. Oh, speaking of Cole Beasley, shave your face! It's called Gillette! Also, if you cared more about your stat line, which is good for sixth on your own team, maybe you wouldn't care about Howard Eskin's tweets, which is basically him smashing an onion ring into the keyboard and to use it as bulletin board material. Oh, yeah, hey, Zeke, now's the greatest time ever to wave the white flag. Really glad that you backed off all the fire control, and now you're in Amsterdam or wherever the hell you are as your team just gets lit on fire as they're buying dumpsters in bulk to take out the rest of the trash in the stadium. Oh, Alfred Morris, Darren McFadden, and Rod Smith, the most generic-sounding football players I've ever heard. Thanks, boys. Maybe you can come over and paint the house this weekend. Your entire defense is held up by one linebacker, Sean Lee. And the most inevitable time he gets hurt when he thinks about getting hurt. The excuses <laughs> come a-flowing. All that fan base is good for is excuses. Excuses is all we hear all the time. It's the ref's fault. It's a league conspiracy. Meanwhile, Robert Kraft and the New England Patriots get run through the freaking washer and dryer. And what did they do? They won a freaking Super Bowl. Crying about Lonzo Ball and Super Bowls that they won is all that the Dallas Cowboys can do. Three first-round picks. That's all we heard for two years. Where are they now? Doing nothing. Suspended, hurt, or playing terrible. Garrett, I don't even want to get started on him. Who are you? What do you do? You got no roster control. You don't call the plays. You certainly don't handle any situation. Well, all you do is clap. Jerry Jones, you pick fights with literally everybody. And you have to call the delivery service to get the pizza guy to fight your battles. (laughs) This guy is going to bring down the NFL and then complain it doesn't exist anymore because of Zima sales. Jason Witten, you old crackety piece of crap. Hey, 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 come on. Jason Witten. Yeah, he's all right. (laughs) 
That's the NFC least. As we go to David, <laughs> who's uh, by the way, Jason Garrett Los- is a hell of a clapper. Yeah, big time clapper. David, <laughs> <laughs> David uh, via Los Angeles via Carbondale, Illinois. What's going on, buddy? What's up, fellas? How are you? <laughs> Good, Dave. What's going on, brother? Uh, Twenty-eight days till graduation, fellas. Hey, so, uh, uh, almost there. F- feeling all right. So I got, I got two points of uh, points of order to bring up first. The word hate, I I get it, but you know, I at least for me, I was brought up just just not to use it. It's so powerful, and there's so many connotations that come with it. And I was just taught that we shouldn't use the word. And then the overtime loss happened last year, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I literally posted on Facebook. I was like, Dad, I know you tried, but I hate the Dallas. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> And then secondly, you know, we've been talking about, like, the most common, like, Carson Wentz comp is Big Ben, right? Um, that's, like, the, probably the most common one that comes through. Yes. But yesterday, I was watching the NFL Network's top ten runs ever. And I think it was number eight. And this comp may be out of left field. Steve Young. Ooh. Well, it could be. I mean, because he's is- Go ahead. A bigger Steve Young? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of, a six five Steve Young. I could kind of see that. That's what's weird, David. And we appreciate the call, man. We love that you're tuning in and following along right with us. The blog, the uh, podcast, which you can find us at BGN underscore Radio. Is there any comp that completely makes sense for Carson Wentz? And then I started thinking, what did people call Tom Brady when he was coming up? Well, Joe Montana, like I when get, he got because good, he was because of San, San Francisco. Francisco, because he's cool under pressure. But it wasn't. But I like wouldn't a, say he's Joe Montana right now, right? No, and he's not like he didn't play like Montana that much. I, like the, it's fascinating to think about because I don't think it seems like Wentz has little bits of a lot of guys peppered in. I mean, we've heard the Manning comparisons at the line. Obviously, clearly has some Farve in him, the gunslinger. I mean, I think you can kind of pick and uh, you know pick some of the things from some of the. Great quarterbacks to talk about Carson <laughs> yeah, Wentz, which is also I just think he he he's Carson Wentz. That's what I come back to. I like I can't identify. Uh, sure, there's parts that you can go, but I don't think there's one solid company. Be like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think you hit the nail on the head with that, John. I think he is Carson Wentz. I think he's his own player. I mean, when you watch this guy, I think it's it's been two weeks now since we've seen Eagles football. It's almost like you maybe forget just like a tiny bit of the things he can do. It's just. I think back to that Washington game on mm-hmm. Monday Night Football. Oh, just man. some of those. I can't get over some Magic, of those plays, like magical type that stuff. Throw to Corey Clement, and that that is just yeah. like one of the most amazing plays I've seen ever. Maybe yep. I'm watching that in the press box, and I'm looking down at the field, and I almost can't believe what my eyes are seeing. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel it's like. Wait, did that just happen? Is this real? Carson Wentz, what he's doing right now, it's incredible. It's not just that he's putting up stats. It's not a player like that. Like that's what Nick Foles was doing. Let's be honest. When yeah. he was playing well, he was putting up stats, but he wasn't doing anything. Where we're like, oh my gosh, like that's incredible. Who could do that? No, that's what Carson Wentz can do. And that's where you know, with any player, it doesn't even matter if it's quarterback or whatever. You just know that something's different, not by going to the stat line, Scott Kazmar, uh, and you just <laughs> you can tell that there's something you know different. about them that are special or whatever. And it's yeah, it's it's really cool to see that it's. Actually happening here in Philadelphia. Al, let's uh, go to you in Lumberton. Al, what's going on, buddy? No, I um, I agree all the way with everything you're saying. But I was watching NFL classic films, and I compare the Eagles in regarding to the uh, you know the '80 team. In fact, I remember mm-hmm. being at the Dallas game when uh, they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, that's awesome. And Wilbur, Wilbur Montgomery. 
So cool. One of the things I look at is this Eagle team is definitely a team in itself. There's no I in team on this team. And I think this, I think from everything from Peterson to all the players, they exemplify that. You know, Wentz is pure Philadelphia. He's a hardworking blue-collar quarterback that just goes to work. North Dakota tough, as they like to say there, Al. <laughs> did you, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah but, and were, would you have a, I heard you talking to Jack, where you, you think it's kind of like an 80, 80 or 04 team, does it remind you more of? More 80, more 80, yeah. more 80. No, I like that company. Yeah, more 80. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, we appreciate the phone call, buddy. And uh, we'll get more into it as well. We will get to your phone calls. we got a full hour to go. This is BGN Radio until 3 o'clock right here. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Dallas Hate Weekend. BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. John Barcher, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gouton from BleedingGreenNation.com. You can find us on the Twitter.com as well at BGN underscore radio. And we are... Ready to rock and roll. I can feel the momentum shifting into like, ah, I'm not sure about this game. And now that we're about 24 hours away, I'm ready to rock and roll. I, I And this that's what we keep asking is just, you know, wh- what is it about this Dallas fan base? There's a lot of things to hate about the Cowboys team. But this Dallas fan base that just absolutely annoys you. 888-729-9494. We're going to go to Les all the way in Puerto Rico. Les, what's happening, buddy? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. First time caller. Thanks. We appreciate you listening, man. What's on your mind? No, no. As far as the Dallas fan base, the one, the person that hypes them all up is this guy. What's his name? Skip Clueless on that other. <laughs> <station>. <laughs> that, is, that is terrific, Skip Clueless. I like. That, yeah. Let's roll with that. See, I mean, you know, you listen to this guy, you you would think that. Uh, no, they're, they're they're the greatest team that ever walked the earth. And I'm looking forward to Monday morning so I can watch them whine and cry. <laughs> About this didn't happen or yeah, exactly. And that's that's he is the magnet, I guess, of what an actual Dallas Cowboy fan actually thinks anyway. He's just voicing every single one of their opinions all at once, and that's what makes him uh I don't know, enjoyable to see him like bury and dig a dig a hole even deeper when he's telling us that Dak Prescott is so much better and Carson Wentz is gonna come back down to earth and all that stuff, man. Believe me, it's like living hell here right now. And Monday morning, I, I had the biggest smile on my face watching him cry about how Atlanta <laughs> lost. I, it was like, well, I, I, he actually made me happy for at least a one-hour period. That's so. amazing. Yeah, unless you're doing okay down there, by the way. Hey, we went from, you know, everyday living hell to post-apocalyptic now, so it's getting oh better. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. But when post-apocalyptic is, a, is an upgrade. It's an upgrade. It's, not ideal, it's slow, right? man. It's, it's slow. So, but they're getting there. Oh, so. good, man. Well, I hope the uh, hope the Eagles can, uh, you know, make you oh, forget I'm about. I'm looking forward to it. Like okay. I said, I'll find a place to have electricity and watch the game tomorrow night. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Les, we appreciate you tuning <laughs> you in, and calling in, and, and and doing all that Please stuff. Please do man. it that's, again, man. Yeah, yeah that's jeez, uh, that's that's a crazy situation that's going on in there still. Uh, but yeah, and that's it's interesting because. Bayless and a lot of other different, you know, I don't know who is that it. I mean, we said it in the least. Is there anybody outside that magnifies it as much as Skip Bayless and Chris Christie of just awful Dallas Cowboys takes? No, I don't think so. they're the yeah. worst. And they're and they're. I mean, they're both very public about, it, especially oh, Skip. I mean, I have one. Ooh, Cowboys Twitter. Yeah, well, yeah, but like I'm, like, yeah. I'm with you. Like every like every cowboy. That's they're the out point. There. That's More so the than point. other fans. Too. But that's the point is that Skip Bayless is the you know famous you know whatever you want to call him representation of every Dallas Cowboys fan of that you know cockroach who who 
is fraudulent and thinks they're always the best and everyone else is the worst and Carson Wentz sucks and Dak is great. Like that's that's a Dallas Cowboy fan and Skip just gives it a voice. And I'm I'm curious too on what happens. Listen, I I, I still think Dak's going to be fine, but nope. if if the <laughs> second game in a row now that you know everybody's the first thing I heard last week after Atlanta took care of business, like well you can't really take you can't play quarterback if you're getting sacked six times. That's true. That's fine. But he still didn't play well. You didn't have yeah. Zeke there. He still didn't play well. Like, the, both things can be true. So what happens if it happens a second week in a row? What are Cowboys fans saying on Monday? And he's playing bad, like you said there, John. It's not just like he's not having a good – like, it's not like he's just average. He's just okay. Like, Carson Wentz is playing at an MVP level despite missing some players. Dak Prescott is playing very badly, very poorly. And I think one other thing I wanted to get to on here uh, – not relating to Dak, but just Cowboys fans in general. Yeah. Something you just made me think about was that – Cowboys fans my age, when I went to, you know, when I was in school and I would go there to school. Where Brandon's my, under 30, by the way. For my, those yeah, I'm 25. <laughs> so, or uh, 26. I, I don't remember how old I am. Anyway. It's good. Uh, I would go to school and I would be wearing my Eagles jersey and I'd, I'd hear stuff from Cowboys fans after the Eagles beat the Cowboys and they'd be like, well, we still have rings. And I'm like, wait a minute. You weren't alive for those. Yeah. That's one of the most fraudulent things about this fan base. It's the worst. They've been won in so long, but they bring up rings. They didn't see any of those. Yep. They're well, tied with us. Oh yeah. I, I, well, it's frustrating because I, being you know a decade older than you and making <laughs> myself feel old, like no big deal. Like we had someone call the midday show, and I think it was on a Time Jerry's message, and just say the Cowboys ruined my childhood, and that's the way I felt. Yeah. Like I was, I was ten years old in 1991, 1992, 11, 12, like right in there. Like those were my formative years, and I had to watch that team. You know, Man, you like, really want to say something else. Uh, didn't you? Oh my God, that was one of the closer times. <laughs> Woo, that was fun, but yeah, you know, and that's how I feel too. I feel like, and then I mentioned in the first hour. That's why I think most of the people, Brandon's age, geared towards the Giants because it's it's they, there's been more memories of that, and you know, the Miracle Meadowlands, and mm. you know, Westbrook running that thing back. I don't I don't have those memories no. at all. I, I have all the stuff. Buddy and yeah. Jimmy Johnson and like the fake kneel down, yes, like that type of bounty bowl and like that stuff. That's what I grew up with. And and it's like Jimmy Johnson coming out and saying, Well, I would have thanked him, but his big fat butt wasn't there to shake his head all Yes, like all of I, I think that's the thing, is like Buddy Ryan amplified that rivalry. He got it. So he, Buddy he yeah, got it. He leaned into it. He, Plus, which was smart. I mean, that's there's a reason that Buddy Ryan, even though he never won a playoff game, is a lot of people's favorite Eagles coach of mm-hmm. all time. Because that dude got it. He got this city and he got the way he got we, his players too. Yeah, and he got his players and he got the hate that we feel. Like it's like that which used to drive me crazy about Chip, but you know, one of the many. But like <laughs> he would just be like, Oh, it's another game. Dallas Cowboys, another game. It's like, no, dude, no. It is not another game. I get that every game matters in the NFL, but it is not just another game. It's the stinking Dallas Cowboys. I just remembered another thing, hey, about the Cowboys around that time too. And we didn't really know it then, but as stories came out, nineteen eighty seven, the Dallas when when the players went on strike. Uh, oh yeah, the Tom yeah. Landry. They absolutely made their Tony Dorsett and yeah. the rest of those guys against come scabs. across the line because they, they knew scabs. they they leaned up against and they them. They ran they were, up the score. They were trying to break the team up, and and that's what that's what led to the kneel down and everything that, after well, that. that. The kneel down was a literal response to Landry running up the score. When you have, and that's the difference too. When we talk about like trying to have a city culture in Dallas, there's no city culture in Dallas. 
What's what's down there? Philadelphia, you know, it's a union town. You know, they don't take any crap. And they, and especially with their players, when they literally had a blockade around Veterans Stadium saying, absolutely not, you're not walking into this Think football Think about game. it this way. The number one thing that people go to Dallas for is to see where a president got shot. Ugh. That's the number <laughs> one thing that you go to Dallas for. Yeah, and... Uh, and not the not the Magnolia Hotel, although it's very lovely. That's that's the only reason why. Let's go to Brandon in uh, West Philly. Brandon, what's up, man? Thanks for holding on. Uh, no problem, JB and uh, Brandon, my namesake. Yeah, yes, man. yes. Hey, what's going on? What's hey, going on? Name twins. Listen, I was up uh, at the casino last week. You remember? Oh I yeah, was you, yeah, it was your early birthday yeah. present for you, man. I'm glad you oh. came out. Oh, I went downstairs and it wasn't an early birthday present. But anyway, <laughs> same, same for all of us too. By the way, yeah, I know. Uh, now, I just want to set the record straight for the Cowboys fans that we all love to hate because I hate them. Number one excuse is going to be what? Oh, we weren't full strength and yep, we didn't obviously. have Ezekiel Elliott, and they're going to start dusting off those old ass rings from you know decades ago when they like like. To touch up on what y'all said, a lot of these fans that are are, are I hate a Philly cowboy fan. Like, Ugh. just it, it it bothers me. You know what I mean? Because like I said before, I was born into this. I was an Eagles fan before I, I I could even be a fan of anything. Like my mom, my dad, diehard fan. So I passed that on. My daughter, she's 11 years old, and I, and her her football savvy. Uh, her she knows what's going on. She understands the game and. I can bet a bottom dollar on her, and I'm not a gambler. Yes, I am a gambler. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we all are. Of course Lead we are. Yeah. that casino, <laughs> and then like, I don't gamble. You know, listen, that, that Madden, I like her. I bet on her. That's how good she is, her IQ. And she plays basketball. She plays basketball. Anyway, look, we are going to go to Arlington tomorrow and beat the Cowboy out of the out of the Cowboys. You're damn right. Yeah, her. absolutely, Brandon. And, it's good, great, great to hear from you. Also, good to see you last weekend. Uh, you was a... Fun trip at the casino at Delaware Park. We were just all hanging out. We thanked them for setting that up for us. But yeah, and that's and he said another thing too. And I listen. I know it happens in other cities, but the fact that it's not even the, the stadium is nowhere near Dallas. Yeah, I don't like that about any NFL franchise. Mm-hmm. But I'm just piling on because of it's the same reason why I hate the Giants. They play in New Jersey. They don't play in New York. Well, also, how about the stadium thing? Like you build this, you know, mammoth, uh, obnoxious, whatever, multi-billion-dollar stadium, whatever it is. And you don't even think about where the sun rises and sets when you build yeah, it? Like, come on, man. I mean, that is such a basic thing to do when you're building something. Like, oh, how's the, how's the sun going to affect this? Like, are we going to have, like, shadows? <laughs> we gonna, like, we should we should think about that. Now, let's just put a window there yeah, and it'll be fine. Be fine. Maybe I not mean, turn the so windows ridiculous. around so it's like, facing the it's other way. It's insane. I like, think, uh, like, Jerry Jones reminds me of just a casino owner who has a football team. That's how he feels, <laughs> man. It's just kind of like, yeah, they'll come anyway. Screw them. We'll have the biggest. All right, you just go there. It doesn't yeah. feel like. Doesn't feel like a home field advantage. It feels Not like no. It feels you're like in it, Vegas. It feels like which um, is where he really wants to be. Well, it feels like antiseptic. <laughs> it feels like there's no like it's like a you know there's no real because what you hear is everyone's there and they're just looking up at the screen yeah. instead of looking at the field. Absolutely, let's go to our good friend with the Dulcet Tones, David in New Mexico. What's happening, pal? Gentlemen, how are we? Doing fantastic, my friend. What's on your mind? Man, you know what? I have been bug these last 11 days waiting on this game. You know what Dallas Cowboys remind me of? They remind me of, remember when you were a kid and you got in trouble and your mom didn't want to deal with you and the first thing she told you is that you just wait till your father gets home. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yes. You know what I mean? Because then you have to spend the next two and a half hours pacing the house wondering about that beat down that's coming and you know <laughs> that you can't, Hiding you, in the tub you, you, you with know, the you, curtain you drawn, absolutely. 
You can't talk your way out of it. You can't run away from it. And you know you absolutely deserve it. That's the Dallas Cowboys. And they're their <laughs> fan base, the publications, and everything. It just makes me sick. And I think one of the reasons why this team has galvanized itself around Carson Wentz is because of his, his humility. I mean, the stage has never been too big for him because he hadn't had time to be nervous. He was thrown in eight days before the season started. He didn't have time to have butterflies. Mm-hmm. He didn't have time to get nervous. He didn't have time to doubt himself or rethink anything. He's just thrown into the fire. And I think what it is is he's got a little angel on his shoulder. I mean, I read that story. I mean, he's got a 10-year-old that's buried in his jersey. How can mm-hmm. you not be any more humble than that and then take that into football? I think he's got an angel on his shoulder. I think that angel is watching over his team, too. Yeah, so I did- think that's going to be with him for the rest of his, his rest of his career. And they need to win this game because nobody wins a Super Bowl in November, but you sure can play yourself out of contention to compete for one. Oh, yeah, absolutely, David. We appreciate your call as always, man. And, like, yeah, the whole the Dutch Destroyer story oh my God. is, is it, and their family is so amazing to yeah. go through all that. And, yeah, like, you are two years, you're not even two years into your career in the NFL, and this guy is, is you know, you, you have this connection with him already. Yeah, well, and then on top of that, it's not, I don't think it's just, I mean, the humility, there's so many things that go into it, but, like, talking about the humility and why guys want to fight for Carson, I think it's also just the way he, he sets the example. Like, we've talked about it a ton, and, Talked about how maybe, you know, you don't want to see him lead with his shoulder into a linebacker or whatever. But, like, that that Panthers game where he just trucks that guy. Like, there is no way his teammates are not standing on the sideline or on the field and going, like, that's my guy. Like, I'm going to go to war for that guy. You know what I mean? that That's that's what that instills in people. And then you add in the humility. You add in the fact that he's just, like, you know, obsessed with football and wants to win. I mean, it's like it's the it's like a you could build this guy in a lab to be a quarterback. It's crazy. James, what you just said there about that play in the Panthers game where Carson Wentz is in the end or in the red zone. He tries to just run into the end zone. <laughs> tries to run tries over. to truck someone. That was actually quoted there in a, a piece on ESPN this week. Uh, top 25 talents under 25 years old. And one of uh, an actual NFL executive had brought that up and said, get out like, of here. Yeah, that really? play. Yeah, that play, you know, Coaches are going to want to see him be smarter than that, but players are going to love it. How could you not want to play for play <laughs> yeah. with that guy? Exactly. He wants to win. That's why people came to Philadelphia in part. I mean, money is always a factor, but Alshon Jeffrey literally said Carson Wentz is going to be the MVP one day, and he might be this season. Man. It's crazy. Yeah, and you don't think that like Jay Ajayi or Garrett Blunt or Corey Clement are looking at him and going like, well, if he's doing it. I uh, got to do it. Yeah, you know, there's I can't, no excuses I can't for me shy either. away. Like, my quarterback just threw his shoulder into that guy. Let's go to Cam in Bethlehem. Cam, what's going on? How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. How What's uh, what's on your mind? So, first of all, I just wanted to say how freaking pumped I am. Uh, I'm, you know, 30 in a week, and we got the Cowboys tomorrow night. Nice. I could not be more excited. Let's get him a little early birthday present here, huh? Hey! Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, I just want to say, you know, I grew up in Bethlehem, so I'm an Eagles fan personally because my dad took me to training camp growing up at Lehigh. You know, that's, that's awesome. a great experience. Yeah, yeah, it was real fun going up there. I had such a great time when I Even though it was a pin in the tickets to drive up there, yeah. it was still fun. Yeah. Ten minutes from my house. You know, I'm looking at Lito Shepard's gloves right now. Um, you awesome. know, I had uh, I, I had singing matches with Sean Andrews one day. That was hilarious. <laughs> my Michael Phelps song. My Michael. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but so you guys were talking about you know Cowboys lovers earlier. Skip Bayless, I got one for you. Nick Wright. Oh yeah, that's the sports. worst. God, I don't so, even like. It's Terrible. like I didn't even know who the guy was, and then all of a sudden it's like this guy hates the Eagles all the time, and he's always talking right. about it. It's like who are you? Guys? I, I was two, just two three it, weeks ago. I had no idea who he was. Exactly. And you know what? He might just be playing devil's advocate. You know, to get some TV, get people to watch Fox on Sports, Fox but, Sports. No way. Yeah, that, that never that, happens that can, there. 
<laughs> right. But, you know, Chris Chris Carter just demolishes him every time they talk about the Eagles. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy, too, Kim, and we appreciate the call, buddy. I don't – he is – most of his takes are, aren't that bad. It's just for whatever reason, when it comes to the Eagles, he's just has complete blinders on. I, he, so, he wants to crown the Saints. He wants to do all that. I still don't know who he is. I've never heard this guy speak. I just hear people talk about how he's, he's on Cowherd Show. What's for a his, name again? his quotes and stuff. Nick Wright. I think it's Nick Wrong. Yeah, buddy. That's <laughs> right. Rim shot. But I'm ching. Uh, let's go to our good friend Juan. Juan, what's up, buddy? How are you? Guys, I am pumped and I am psyched. I am salivating at the idea of just going to every Cowboys fan that's my friend or family and just flipping them off and going, Dallas, <laughs> Dallas, 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 Dallas. I love it. Juan, so, I love and, it. See, and you're you're infiltrating uh, down in there too, right? So uh, that's oh, yeah. that's I'm, the best part. I'm on the front lines repping, man. I'm on the front lines repping. And awesome. I've been biting my tongue since last year, just hearing all the Dak talk, the Zeke talk. And I'm just like, just wait, guys, just wait. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back at you. I'm going to come back at you. And now's the time, and I can't wait to tell him, put your jersey away. You're done, you cockroach. You're done. <laughs> well, now, see, now, Juan, does anybody give you the, the cockroach treatment because you're down in Texas and you're an Eagles fan, and do they kind of do the reverse thing that we do here with people in South Philly or, or Cowboys fans? Uh, no. Because, they just don't I mean, care, I'm, do they, Juan? <laughs> yeah, because they're just bandwagons, man. That's right. I can tell you because I, I live in the Galveston area, and there's, there's quite a lot of Cowboys fans. The amount of jerseys being worn are dwindling every day, and I can't wait till there's none being worn. I love it. I love it. Well, they just uh, they switch over to the Alonzo Ball uh, jerseys, right? Yeah, they're right going to get out their UT jerseys <laughs> or whatever, their A&M jerseys. Yeah, hey, but you know what? Uh, my lunch is about to expire. Thanks for having me on the air, guys, and go Birds! Go, go birds, birds, thanks, Juan. We appreciate you calling in, Alonzo Ball jerseys. Well, yeah. it's just true. It's the next it's best thing. Aaron Judge jerseys. Before we go to break, we have to talk to our good friend. I haven't heard from him in a while. I know. We what's miss up? him. Lenny, what's up, man? Hey. Lenny from Pittman. Uh, James Superman Seltzer and John the Welcher. <laughs> the John the Welcher. Welcher, what's up? You said we were even. Lenny, you said we were even after you somebody. called that. I'm, I'm going to keep He's this. He's a Welcher. Let him get him. Point. I am 60 years old. I have seen rings, okay? I've seen Super Bowls. See? But I'm going to go to a higher authority today with my new dog, Eddie. If Eddie barks, the, cow, the Eagles win. If he howls, it's the Cowboys. Eddie, what's up, buddy? What's up, Eddie? Huh? What's up, Eddie? Come on, Eddie. Come on, Eddie. What's up, Eddie? Come on. Come on, Eddie. Come on, Eddie. Come that on. counts. I heard it. A... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh Eddie's howling. Oh. Come on, Eddie. Come on, Eddie. So I guess. Uh, Hold on. I can't. Lenny. Hold on. He's choking is... on a Super Bowl ring. Hold on. There it is. My God, that Lenny. might be the most Lenny, ridiculous gotta, call in sports radio history. I, gotta, I, don't, I don't know why they dropped that early. What just happened? Like, <laughs> I, what happened? <laughs> where are we? I have no idea. I'm in. Uh, I'm in some weird planet where a squeaky toy that had to be squeaked like 50 times in a row. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Lenny, the ultimate troll there uh, with that. In you know what? I can't compose myself. I have no idea what happened. So when we come back, we will run through the phone calls. Uh, we appreciate everyone hanging out and tuning in. It is BGN Radio right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP. As much as I want Carson Wentz to throw for like 350 yards and four touchdowns in this, 
think he's going to have to. I think this is one of the times where I'll finally say, and it's been a long time coming, run the football. Ooh. How about that? Run the football this week. I, I don't think I've ever heard you say that. Uh, I, I think it's not like the <laughs> Dallas secondary is that overpowerful. They're still, no, they got they're some not. nice pieces on there. Leonard Skendrick's always annoying and good-ish. Uh, good-ish. And, you know, whatever. I, I just think that what, what we're, we've already talked about with Sean Lee not being there, you got a brand-new toy in Jay Ajayi. And you, I want to see that combo of him and LeGarrette Blunt get it going early. And I think that's what you do. I don't. I, I think this is the time where everybody gets upset that Carson Wentz only passes for like 23 times. That's what I would do right away. Like come out of this game running the ball. Sean Lee isn't there. Test it right away. Mm-hmm. Go right up the middle of that defense and see if they can handle it or not. Because if they can't, they're in for a long day. Because you have Jay Jai there now who he had a week in the bye to study the playbook more. And Frank Reich was saying that Deuce Staley was raving about how Jay Jai has picked up the playbook and you have LeGarrette Blunt here still. And we have our own Corey Clement, our mm-hmm. own folk hero, Corey Clement, who is scoring touchdowns like a machine. Uh, there's just so many options, which is crazy to say in this Eagles running game now where absolutely that's how I would test them right out of the gate. Yeah, I think you have to. Anthony Hitchens is not good in the middle. He's going to be taking over for Sean Lee there. That's a real mismatch. And I also think they're going to attack the middle of the field with Zach Ertz. I think it's a big enough. You say it every week, right? Every <laughs> like week. It's a Zach Ertz week. Yeah, obviously. Matchup proof. Obviously. But this is actually a really good matchup without Sean Lee in there. They're going to be yeah. able to own the middle of the field. I think you target the middle of the field and just do what you do best. I mean, as an offense, that's what the Eagles do best. You know, the interior of that line, Zach Ertz. And that that brutal running game with physical runners. All right, let's go back to the phones. 888-729-9494. It's BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Let's go to Mike in uh, West Grove. Mike, what's up, man? Good afternoon, Philadelphia. Aha, aha. I know it's ah. coming next. Mike, are you a Cowboys ah. fan? I'm a Cowboys All fan. Right. And I'm so, going to give you what, a few reasons. Well, hold on, hold on. Real quick, real quick, real quick. What do you think is going to happen Sunday? Well, it doesn't matter what you think. (laughs) It's not your time. You can come on Monday if you want to, but not today because we're going to go to Ron next in Roxborough, who's been waiting patiently. Ron, what's going on, pal? How are you? I can't believe that worked twice. I can't either. I was thinking the same thing, Ron. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, right, Schwepp. I'm like, there's no way. (laughs) (laughs) That was going to work twice, and it sure enough did. You know I look at this game, I look at this team, um, and, you know, you see the Nick Wrights of the world. You see people being like, oh, you know, what about the Saints or, you know, what what about the Rams? I think the only reason people are saying that is because the start of this year, the expectations were so low, and the team hasn't done it before. And I think everybody should enjoy that because it's not going to be like that next year or the year afterwards because people are just going to expect this, and it's going to be the case. Like, I don't really even care about the Cowboys this week. This, to me, is just a warm-up game. Uh, and the Bears till till they play Seattle on the Rams. Because as far as I'm concerned, Cowboys are through. The Eagles are far and away better than them. Like nobody even gives an external reason why they might lose. Like if you listen to Nick Wright, he's like, teams lose games they normally should win sometimes, <laughs> right? Like like that was his excuse. Like it, no one's like, well they're bad here or they can't match up here. It's like, oh they're young and we've never seen it before. And he's from North Dakota State, so maybe something bad will happen. Like, when you start hearing things like that, you, you already know what the deal is. Like, and it's so fun because I think Philadelphia loves overachievers um, 
you know, in, as far as is much better than unmet expectations. So the fact that everybody was thinking seven and nine, eight and eight, you know, that Seltzer over there was like, yo, get Peterson out of here. He's a <laughs> like that. Right. You know, yeah, right. You remind him every day. Right? Hey, yo, I'll take it. I'll t- I was wrong. Yep. I have no problem saying, unlike Scott Kazmar and seeing yep. Fahey and all these people out here, I have no problem saying I was wrong. Yeah, they're just going to have to keep doubling down. And, like, they don't have really good reasons. Like, well, let's just keep doubling down and hope and pray to God that Carson Wentz falls off so we can say we were right. Because he would only take one bad game for them to try to say they're right. Every good game, they just try oh, to ignore course. it. And, like, of they course. come up with dumb excuses. But And one last thing before I leave, just to talk about Carson Wentz and, you know, Dustin Shore and all that stuff. Absolutely. I knew, I knew that the Eagles were going to the Super Bowl the night of the Carolina game. And not afterwards, before it. When I saw on Twitter that Marcus Johnson was getting baptized in the hotel uh, pool, a one like, for life. Guys, these guys are these guys are so down. Carson Wentz, they changing religions. Like, oh, it's a wrap now. Great listening to you guys, man. Have a great day. Thanks, Ron. Call, Ron. Fantastic. Thanks. Call. That was a terrific man, I mean, that's call, a, Ron. That's a pretty good point. Yeah. Marcus is? Johnson just getting baptized in a hotel. What was it? Jacuzzi. It wasn't even a pool. We t- we've talked about it a lot. Man. Like, and I think it is really something that that we can't say enough is is the 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 thing that Chip was right about, but he just couldn't do was the culture thing. Like, you could see it with yeah. this team. Like, these guys care about it. Like, when you hear stories like Tim Jernigan walks in the locker room, they're all, your money! Like, money! like, these guys all really like each other, and they want to play for each other. And, and football, more than any other sport, is a sport of emotion. It's a sport where you need to go out and be able to, to harness and play with that emotion. And if you're fighting with guys, it's like, you know, it's not like going to war, but that's why that comparison is always made is because it is like you're going to battle with your brothers. And when when they're really your brothers, I think that does make a difference. I'm going to get real nerdy for a second. You guys, do you guys ever play Age of Empires? The, the real-time strategy game is kind of like Civilization and all that stuff? No, but it sounds... I know fun. what you're talking about. Well, like, like, all I can think about right now is there's a character in there that would try and go out and convert your en- enemies just by, like, doing this little... <laughs> and Carson Wentz does that through the entire locker room. So every time he just walks by, he's just a... Woo-loo-loo. Bang! You're in the group. You're AO1 for life, and I love it. Let's go to Chuck in uh, South Jersey. Chuck, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? Chucky! Jimmy, how you doing, bud? Good, brother. How are you? I'm doing okay. You know, can I hang up and call and say I'm a Dallas fan so you guys can throw that on me again? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, there yeah, might be a possibility it happens I again. I don't know. Two stupid asses. Maybe I can act like a third. <laughs> <laughs> what are you uh, What are you thinking about tomorrow, there, Chuck? You know what? I don't know. I mean, I think they. I think Doug has got the team. Focused to the point where they're laser focused in, like they're nothing. They don't see outside the box. They see a goal, accomplish that goal. You know what you got to do to get to it. It's a great point, Chuck. And they come you out know? prepared to play every week. They're so prepared, both from a schematic perspective and from a just a you know coming out and firing out hard. Like and I, it's and so impressive. That's a question too. Now, do you think since they're bringing the like almost a college type game plan with the RPO. You think that's going to change the game? I think it already has. Yeah, Chuck. I think it already has. They're like, and there is. Listen, I don't. I won't say his name, but there's a reason why it's in the NFL, and there's a reason why it continues to get emergence. And it's not just what what happened there. I mean, there's. 
it's been evolving that way for a while. I think the spread offense is finally like an okay thing that I was like, all right, maybe maybe it is wise to spread everybody out on the field and then run and and just manipulate the defense as much as you can. I think that's here, and I think it's you're just going to see more wrinkles of it as it as it keeps coming through. It seems that they work it to they work it to perfection. Yeah, Wentz is brilliant uh, at it. I I I guess you know I mean there's. He just came out of college. He's, it seems like he just took over from where he left off, you know? Yeah, and they're incorporating some of that, you know, North Dakota offense there, Chuck. In, Which is in funny because that, that's that, more of a pro-style offense than most college offenses, that's, you know? I, I don't understand the re- – like, I, I don't know why we argue about what doesn't – I mean, they're running – listen, Carolina is running uh, RPO option plays. Yeah. So I it's mean, not even they, that. It's just, you know, like those, those, that you were told so many times the in the Chiefs late 90s, too. in the early 2000s, that crap would never work yep. here and blah, blah, blah. It's like, why? You have better athletes to run the stuff. It was declared dead by NFL writers Crazy. this year. If you have someone who can make the reads, there's zero reason not to do it. You have two options instead of one on right. every play. That's right. Let's go do Dan in, oh, Dallas. Oh, my God. Dan, what's up, man? How are you? <laughs> Hey guys, good show, man. How are you? Good, absolutely. I just, I, I, what is, uh, what do you think about uh, tomorrow? What's going to happen tomorrow night? Wow, well, you want my prediction? For yeah, real? I do. Okay, so forty. It doesn't matter what you think. Oh, that's three. One, two, three. Are they not paying attention in no. Dallas? Because it's just going to steamroll. Oh, oh, can you see us now? I think you can. Oh, can't wait. We're going to take a break. We're going to go to our good friend, Sean Brace. We're going to make some NFL picks. It is BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Man, we've been having a lot of fun today. Really appreciate everyone tuning in and everyone calling in. BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Rob Cherry and Tank coming in after this. Also, I want to stay tuned in the entire night because Rob has put together this incredible Eagles-Cowboys kind of retrospective show. It airs at 10 o'clock. It aired last night, too. I heard it last night. It's really, really amazing and awesome. Goes through the whole entire history, the, all, the, all the good cuts, all the Merrill cuts. You want to stay tuned for that awesome. as well. But right now, it is time for the one and the only from Fox 29 and, of course, PhillyInfluencer.com, Mr. Sean Brace. Sean, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Gentlemen, rested and ready to go after a fun bye week. It's Cowboys weekend. Let's get after it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, before we get after it, you weren't here with us last week because you were in Aruba. And listen, that's totally fine. But how the hell did you run into Sam Hinkie in the airport? <laughs> And he asked the same question when I went up to him. He said, how did you recognize me? <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny. It was 7 in the morning, and I never wanted to bother anybody. But uh, it was 7 a.m., and a lot like Randy Jackson, if you see him walking through the mall with the samurai sword, you're not going to ask him for an autograph, you know? Did we just so become went, best friends? Exactly. So I went up to Sam Hankey, and, and, and he was really cool. And uh, he was on his way to uh, California for the um, – the Warriors game last weekend, but very cool, very down to earth, and very appreciative of all of us back home here in Philly, that's for sure. Yeah, I hope you told him thank you for all this goodness that's happening right now. So I did. I, did. I let off, which is, <laughs> hey, man, I just wanted to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, uh, I'm glad you said uh, thank you to Sam Hinkie, and now maybe we can say thank you because I hope you go 4-0. It's time for the NFL picks. 
It's time! I could do the NFL <laughs> films music for myself. And... <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. That's okay. We can just go right into it because the uh, NFL picks are brought to you by the Sportsbook at Delaware Park where you can wager and watch all of your pro football games on Sunday. Just go to DelawarePark.com for more details. Delaware Park is a lottery agent for the Delaware Lottery, and you must be 21 to play, James, but you don't have to be 21 to watch. Where are we heading to first, my friend? Well, let's start. Hey! That's what I'm talking about right there. That's good. It's fun when you start talking and the music starts. All right, let's start off four games on the slate, including, of course, the Sunday Nighter. Let's start it off with uh, all of these games, very meaningful to the Eagles. So a fun week to pick games as we will start it off in New Orleans with the second hottest team in football. Not the hottest. Mm-hmm. Everyone says it. Mm-hmm. Eagles. Let's be real. Uh, Washington heading in to New Orleans. Seven and a half point home favorite. The Saints. Mr. Bray starters off. Yeah, how about this? The Saints have a really good defense this year. Lattimore is showing up, you know, proving that first-round stock, that's for sure. I like the Saints in this one. I think they're obviously one of the better teams in the league. And, uh, yeah, I think that they run away with this one at home. Give me the Saints. Given all those points. Yeah, I, I kind of like them a, a little, even even a little more than seven and a half in this game. So I feel very confident. I can't ring the bell on you. I'm taking the Saints at home, James. Ring the bell! I think the Saints win, but I think seven and a half is too many points. I know how good they've been, but this Washington team, season on the line. They've been tough. They went into Seattle and won. I think they're going to show up and they're going to play uh, New Orleans hard. I think it's a close game. I'm with James here. Surprisingly, I yes. think the Saints win for sure. I do too. And I just think what I've seen eight and a half in some places, and I just don't see that. It's too many points. Well, uh, I'm going to be glad when me and Sean get to stomp on all of you and then uh, make yeah. fun of you after that. So, uh, how about oh. the fact that two weeks in a row we're all rooting for Washington? That's, that's what we crazy. should really be yeah, talking about. <laughs> uh, three weeks in a row. Excuse me, Seattle, Minnesota. I mean, really? Yeah. Go Washington. The trifecta. All right. Speaking of Minnesota, uh, potentially the biggest game on the slate this week. The Los Angeles Rams sitting at seven and two, heading into Minnesota, also seven and two. Minnesota, a two and a half point favorite, Mr. Brace. How about this one? Case Keenum and Jared Goff at the top of both their divisions. I mean, if you thought that was going to happen preseason, you could predict whatever you want. Yeah, you're probably a billionaire <laughs> or something. Yeah. Exactly. But I'm going to go with the high hand in the dice game win this one. I like Goff and that Rams offense to go up to Minnesota and come away with the victory here. Oh, ring the bell. Listen, it opened at two. It's floating at two and a half. I think it's going to eventually get back to three by the time it's a game open. I'm locking in Minnesota. I just don't think that this Rams defense, uh, or excuse me, this Rams offense has really seen or played that one. That's great. It's Xavier Rhodes. It's a lot of different momentum. I think Zim out coaches, uh, you know, McVay, and, and it's a fun one. better football team than Minnesota. That's what it comes down to. Sean McVay is going to go, and he's going to figure it out. He's going to figure Mike Zimmer in that defense out. I think the Rams just playing better. I know both teams are good. I think the Rams play a little bit better. They're blowing teams out right now. I think the Rams go in and win. Ring the bell again. Three times in a row. (laughs) I think Minnesota at home, I feel better about them than I do. I don't fully trust this Rams team yet. I like the Vikings at home. All right. Another big NFC game this weekend. We head to Seattle. The Monday night football game is Atlanta heading into Seattle. Even three-point favorites for Seattle. Mm -hmm. Even game here. Sean Brace, where are you going? I know you guys know Richard Sherman's a pretty good cornerback, but did you know that he only has given up 177 yards passing this year 
the rest of everybody else in that Seahawks defense over 1,900 yards. <laughs> Unbelievable, that number right there. He's a huge loss. I'm going to go with the Falcons. I uh, I can't believe, well, on top of that. Cam and, Chancellor. And then just, uh, well, thank you for uh, stealing the thunder because Cam Chancellor's out too. And I can't <laughs> even compare, like, losing your two best defensive players in the secondary. There's no more Thomas. The offensive line continues to fall apart. I'm taking the Falcons too. It's weird. Oh, boy. Ring the bell! This is so great. I always want to ring it and actually get to ring it three times. What a, what a week for me. Uh, Seattle at home. I just think Seattle's a better football team than Atlanta. Let's not forget before last week when Atlanta beat a terrible Dallas Cowboys team without Ezekiel Elliott, without Tyron Smith. Uh, they were awful all season long. I don't think they're going to all of a sudden get better. I don't think Atlanta's very good. I think Seattle's a better football team. I think Russell Wilson wins it at home. This is a tough call for me. I like the Seahawks at home. I think there's something like 42 and 7 in their last uh, games at home, and they're so good there. It's tricky with the absences there. I'm, I'm tempted to take the Falcons, but I think I'm going to stay with the Seahawks because I think that's the safer option. Well, it'll be, uh, it'll be a fun uh, back-to-back games this Sunday night, Monday night. And the Eagles, the Cowboys, Sunday night football, Mr. Sean Brace. The uh, the line has gone up and up and up, and I think it. I don't know if it's ever going to come gonna down. Keep going up, baby. Goes from minus three to minus five. How are you feeling about Sunday night, there, uh, Sean? Every week for the last eight nine weeks, I just start off by saying, guys, I'm not a homer. I don't want to pick them because that's a homer feel. But the Eagles are just a better football team. The defense is going to travel down to Dallas. There's too many losses. Sean Lee is a huge loss for that Dallas defense. The Eagles come away with a tight victory. But go ahead. Give me the birds. I like them. I always try to not jinx it. And we've had a long conversation about, you know, our confidence in this team is is not going to change anything. And therefore, I'm calling my shot. This is going to be a demoralizing blowout. I think the Eagles are taking care of business, and I think they win by about three scores. John, I'll go a step further. I think they win by four scores. (laughs) I think this game is over before it starts. Literally, I'll say it one more time. Three of Dallas's four best players will not be playing in this game, and it's three players who are crucial to their identity on offense and defense, to what they do. I think the Eagles put up 44 points, and I think Dallas gets 13. 44 to 13! A new 44 to talk about. What do you think there, BLG? The line has jumped to six in some places. So it's it's really going up. Two words for this one, guys. You already said it, James. Dallas sucks. Eagles win 31-13. Well, there it is. Uh, Locking in the picks one more time. Uh, Myself and uh, Jack Fritz, who is producing in the first hour, uh, is uh, we're going to be live on uh, WIP's Facebook tomorrow morning at uh, 830 from 10 o'clock. If you want to do some more lines, some more, uh, you know, fantasy, fantasy. we'll be live on there. We'll take you through the whole entire football day. Sean Brace, when are you going to be on Fox 29 next? Oh, the college wrap-up show tonight. I forget what the 8 o'clock game is on Fox 9, but we're on after it, so make sure you go ahead and check me out. And, of course, I'll check you guys out on Facebook Live tomorrow. Go Birds! Go Birds. Thanks, Sean. We appreciate it, buddy. Uh, so uh, that is, there it is, another one in the books. We got uh, Rob and Tank uh, coming in after this. They'll take you uh, right up until 6 o'clock. I, I just think it's, uh, you know, momentous occasion when we can all just sit here and say, Dallas sucks! Dallas sucks! Dallas sucks. sucks. This Dallas. has been Dallas sucks. Dallas sucks. <laughs> on uh, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We'll see you next Saturday. Go Birds.